Hey guys, I'm Amanda. I'm Michaela, and this is Crime in the Dark. Welcome back, guys. We're happy to have you here. We've missed you. It's been so long. Which, for us, it hasn't been. It's been a solid three minutes since we've recorded our last episode. But it's okay. You don't need to know all that. So, yeah. yeah. This is um, an Amanda episode, though, and we get to hear some awesome true whoop crime whoop. today. Whoop whoop. Okay, so we're going to talk about Herman Webster Mudget, Mudget. Don't know how to pronounce it, forgive me, which you guys might know as uh, H.H. Holmes. He was a con artist and a bigamist, and he was actually one of America's first serial killers. Um, Holmes was born Herman Webster Mudgett in 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. He was born into a very, like, up-and-coming family. He enjoyed a privileged childhood and was said to be unusually intelligent at an early age, which... You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it said that as a child, he was fascinated with skeletons and soon became obsessed with death. So, you know, hey, there might be a red flag there. Red flags I mean, everywhere. We, we like spooky stuff, but, you know, as long as it's in, in certain doses, you got to have some good with the spooky. Right. Um, they say it may have been an interest, this interest that led him to pursue medicine, just, like, being around all of the deaths and, you know, bodies and things like that. Um, so, after graduating high school at 16, he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes, which later in life would be known as H.H. Holmes, and he studied medicine at a small school in Vermont before becoming accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. While enrolled in medical school... <laughs> Medical school? Yes. That, mm-hmm. While enrolled in medical school, and it's so funny too, I was just sitting there being like, oh, I'm on a roll, look at me go. And then and so I'm like, <laughs> so while he was enrolled in medical school, he stole cadavers from the laboratory and burned or disfigured them and then planted the bodies, making it look like as if they had been killed in an accident. Um, the That's scandal. Not normal? No, <laughs> not necessarily. It could be. Um, so behind what it was, was that he was, uh, taking out insurance policies on these people. Oh, hell no. Before planting the bodies and would collect the money once the bodies were discovered. So he did that for a while. And in 1884, he passed his medical exams. And in 1885, he moved to Chicago where he got a job working at a pharmacy under the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. Hmm. When the owner of the drugstore he was working at passed away, he had left it to his wife to take over the store. However, Holmes, being the smooth gentleman that he is, which we'll post pictures of him, he convinced her to let him buy the store. And the widow soon went missing and was never seen again. Oh, boy. Yeah. And when asked about it, Holmes claimed that she'd moved to California, but... I mean, we all know. I was like, do I have to say the obvious? We all feel like he lied to cover that he had killed her too. After Holmes had become the owner of the drugstore, he purchased an empty lot across the street and he designed and built a three store, three story hotel, which the neighborhood called the castle, which, um, 
later on, we all know as the infamous murder castle. And we'll post pictures and draw, or like drawings, more or less, of the said murder castle. Murder castle. Oh my god. I got you, boo. Yep. So, during um, its construction in 1889, Holmes hired and fired several construction crews so that no one would have a clear idea of what he was doing as he was designing his murder murder castle. (sighs) That makes me think of... um... The Winchester house? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she just was like, she was constantly just wanting to add things. And yeah. she needed the contractors. It wasn't that she was like. Well, yeah, and obviously not murdering. But yeah. that's literally the what comes to mind, though. Yeah. So after construction was complete in 1891, Holmes placed ads in newspapers offering jobs for young women and advertised the castle as a place of its lodging. So they could come and work in the castle and they could stay at the castle. Um, but it had to be women. Women. But he also put the castle as lodging for other people. Yeah. So the women could come work there and they could live there. But then it would also be like a hotel type yeah. thing. Like they would be the maids. Yeah. Um, and never leave there. <laughs> um, he also placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. He was like, I'm up and coming. Look at my three-story murder castle. I own the pharmacy. What's good? I will put a ring on it. All the way. Should have put a ring on it. I don't know. Don't fire us. All I can think of is... uh, (laughs) All I can think of is no thank you. Right? Um, So here's But I know what I know now. (laughs) Yeah. So all of Holmes, employees, hotel guests, fiancés, and wives, which I need to figure... I didn't know... I don't know how many wives he actually had, but they were all required to have life insurance policies. Dear Lord. Yeah. Um, Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listed him as the beneficiary. Beneficiary. So he could kill him and take the money. Yeah. Most of his fiancés and wives would suddenly disappear, as did many of his employees and guests. People in the neighborhood eventually reported that they saw many women enter the castle but would never see them exit. Mm. So he was definitely, like, a um, big on killing women. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. In 1893, Chicago was given the honor of hosting the World's Fair, which is a cultural and social event to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Dumb Fuck's discovery of America. Dumb what? Oh, Columbus. We oh. Don't, we don't like Columbus around here. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> so it states that he had three wives on the internet. Okay. Three wives. Yeah, see, I, I probably should have just asked... But I didn't. I was too busy writing last minute as usual. So you're welcome. Okay. Um, oh, he had a ton of uh, aliases. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one said one, two, three, four. See? But anyways. Um, okay. So it was the 400th anniversary of America being discovered, quote, unquote. The event was scheduled from May to October. So it brought in a ton ton of people like millions of people from all over the world it was a huge event you in 1893 Mm -hmm. was a huge event like you came to chicago for this event during these months um holmes heard it was coming and was like 
<laughs> evil hands, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he was like, this is an opportunity to make more money. Mm-hmm. He knew that many visitors would be searching for lodging near the fair and believed many of them would be women who he could easily seduce into staying at his hotel. So Grand murder. here we are again. So after being lured into the hotel, many of these out-of-town visitors would never be seen again. Murder. Murder. The first floor of the castle had several stores. Uh, the two upper levels contained a home's office and over a hundred rooms that were used as living quarters. Some of these rooms were soundproof. Mm. That art that just disturbs me. Like soundproof is no thank you. No thank you. As I'm like banging my laptop off the wall. Like I it's not worry. okay. I can murder you and no one can hear you scream. So they were soundproof and contained gas lines so that Holmes could asphyxiate his guests whenever he felt like it. Um, Throughout the building, there were trap doors, peepholes, stairways that just led to nowhere. So like you're just going up and all of a sudden it's a dead end. You turn around and there's there's Holmes ready to take you out. He's like, what's up, Holmes? Just kidding. Don't come up for me. (laughs) Again, that makes me think of the Winchester house, staircase to nowhere, except she didn't murder people. Exactly. And shoots that led straight into the basement. Mm, Fuck that. Mm -mm. Yep. Trap doors. Is Um, this place still up and visitable? Unfortunately, no. Um, okay, so, and I'll, t- I'll get to that point. But um, the basement, okay, was designed as Holmes' own lab. <clears throat> Excuse me. It had a dissecting table, a stretching rack, and a crematory. So he could just do everything right there. Well, Sometimes. It's still not up. I know. Um, trust me. I was, like, excited about it, too. And then I was like, oh. So here, catch us, though. Sometimes he would send the bodies down the chute dissect them, strip them of all their flesh, and sell them as human skeleton models to medical schools. Ugh. Yeah. Like, you know, you we've all seen, like, Patch Adams with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sitting there playing with a skeleton. All yeah. I can think about now is, did that come from H.H. Holmes? <laughs> and then you make you wonder, are these skeletons still around? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... Did anyone ever find them and really figure out? Exactly. Exactly. Like, insane. So, in other cases, he would either choose to cremate or place the bodies into pits of acid. Different pits of acids. He would, like, test out what would work better kind of thing. Which also gives me, like, like ancestor Dahmer vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yes! Like, he's, like, very interested in that kind of stuff. Like Dahmer totally was into that. Right? Um... So, through all of this, Holmes was actually still traveling. He would travel throughout the U.S. and committing insurance scams with an accomplice named Benjamin Pitzel. And once the World's Fair had ended, Chicago's economy was in a slump because they went through having millions of people come in from May to October, which is like, what, six months of solid people just coming in. And... um. So it's crashing. So Holmes actually abandoned the castle and started focusing on his insurance scams because it was bringing mm-hmm. more money in. He would commit random murders along the way. Um, during this time, Holmes stole horses from Texas and shipped them to St. Louis and sold them, making a fortune off of them. Mm-hmm. He was arrested for the swindle and sent to jail. While in jail, he concocted a new insurance scam with his cellmate, Marion Hedgepeth. <laughs> Pitzel and Hedgepeth. 
Um, Holmes said he would take out an insurance policy for $10,000, fake his own death, and then provide Hedgepeth with $500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems arose. Once Holmes was released from jail on Bell, he attempted his plan. However, the insurance company was like, nah, bro, you're sus. And <laughs> we're not going to pay you. It's not going to happen. And so, no, thank you. <laughs> Holmes then decided to attempt it in Philadelphia. He was like, but this time he would have Pitzel fake his own death. However, during the scam, Holmes actually killed Pitzel and then claimed the money for himself. So he's like, look, bro, didn't work for me. I can't do it again, but you can do it. But I'm going to murder you. And we can split the money. But yeah, no. And then I'm going to murder you because I want all of it. it. I want it all. Can I sell your skeleton to a medical school? That's all I need. Make more money. So in 1894, old Marion Hedgepeth was like, what the fuck? I didn't get my money. Bitch better have my money. And he didn't get it. So he told the police about the scam that Holmes had planned. So the police tracked Holmes down and finally catching up to him in Boston, where they arrested him and held him on an outstanding warrant for the Texas horse swindle. So, God damn. Yeah. So he's still riding on dirty on those horses. They're like, no, we're pissed at you for that horse. At the time of his arrest, Holmes appeared as if he was prepared to flee the country and police became suspicious of him. So Chicago police investigated his castle where they discovered his strange, efficient methods for committing torturous murders. I love how they said strange and efficient. They're just like, hmm, you've got some good ideas here. Right. Good ideas. Yep. But I got to arrest you for them. Exactly. Many of the bodies that they located were so badly dismembered and decomposed that it was hard for them to determine exactly how many bodies there really were. Ooh. Yeah. So the police investigation spread through Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. While conducting their investigation in Toronto, police discovered the bodies of Pitzel's children. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Who had gone missing sometime during Holmes' insurance fraud spree. Spree, which... Well, if he killed... I but they get it. Like, they don't know for sure that he did, but they definitely... definitely he, he, he did it, because if, yeah. he, if he killed them... The money is going to go straight to the kids. If he doesn't kill the kids, it yeah. can't go to him. So they did link the they did link him to the murders, and so they pol- the police arrested him, and he was convicted of their murders. Mm-hmm. He also confessed to twenty eight other murders. Excuse me. However, through investigations and missing persons reports, it is believed that Holmes is responsible for up to two hundred murders. Dear God, in and out of the castle. A lot being within the castle. That's insane. Um, in 1896, H.H. H. Holmes was hanged to his death, and the castle... Oh, yeah, we're in the 1800s. Yeah. The castle was remodeled as an attraction and named the Ho- Holmes Horror Castle. However, it burned Damn. to the ground shortly before its opening. That's which, dumb. to me, is either somebody... Either this world or otherworldly, like, ghosts that died there was like, nah, we're not, you're not profiting. Or it was somebody who had a loved one that happened to go missing there and they tied it to him. Someone was like, we're not going to, no. Mm -mm." I get it. I know, but I'm like, ugh. But 
That is the story of one of America's first serial killers. That's intense. Yeah, I figured I would uh, bring us some firsts, you know? America's first urban legend I did recently. And now one of America's first serial serial killers. killers. That's intense, though. Like, damn. Yep. It makes you think of, like, Jack the Ripper, too. Oh, no, yeah. But he was UK... Yeah. Right, yeah. So this is what he looked like. Let me show you. I don't know if you've seen him. But that's yeah, a, that's a that's a beastie mustache. That is. But that was the that was for that time period. Right. And then have you seen his murder castle? No. But I'm a little disappointed it's not a so, thing anymore. I know. It's hard to see with these. I need to like zoom in. But he had like layers. That to it. Is pretty cool, and I wish that it was still an attraction before it burned down, but whatever. Right. I wonder, like, what's on the site now. It would be interesting to see, like, what kind of paranormal... The spirits are still there! Well, yeah. What kind of paranormal activity is there? This is supposedly the outside of what it looked like. That's pretty cool for the time period. Yeah. I mean, it was up and coming, for sure. It was a good-looking building. But, yeah. So... Here we are. Um, this is a very mini episode for you guys. It's not very long. Um, so Giving you a break between all of our other ones. Yep. You'll so get a couple minis. Here's a quick one for your, you know, commute to work, for your ear holes, for your listening. But, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We love you lots. As usual, you little freaks, you little weirdos. Check us out on all of what you can listen to us on Crime in the Dark, our Etsy page. Yep. Um, if you got any listener stories from cults to true crime to um, paranormal, send them to us on our email, beautyandcrime22 at gmail.com. Also send us in our email any recommendations you would like. We have our own list, but we are more than happy to add to it. And that is what we got for today. Yeah. Till next time, guys. Keep it creepy. Bye, babes.